Oh, oh, oh. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
silent, I can still recall the first time I laid eyes upon your golden wall. Jerusalem, my own very name, brings the images of my year with you rushing back again. J.M. in the A.M., good morning. Safam with Jerusalem here at J.M. in the A.M. Yehuda Greens, Imesh Gachech. Huelo Kainu, done by Eitan Katz, Aryeh Kunstler, and Modaani Shomer Yisrael. wonder how many people get the uh, double or triple significance of that song at this time. Shomer Yisrael with the Rabbi's sons, and before that, Simcha Liner and Regesh. Modaani opening things up, as we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this June 18th, day 20. In the month of Sivan, the year 5774, Tufshinai and Dalid. 80 degrees, 65% humidity, winds are west, 10 miles an hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 89. Then tonight, isolated thunderstorms at a low of 71. Tomorrow morning, showers with a high of 80 degrees. Rushalayim is at 84. We're at 80 here in Jersey City already on a hot Wednesday morning. At JM in the AM. We're scheduled to be at the United Nations tomorrow morning. We're actually scheduled to be broadcasting from the UN tomorrow morning. I don't have many more details than that, other than it's pretty cool to be broadcasting from the UN. <laughs> uh, but we are scheduled to, uh, have special guests and, um, and do our show from one of the most interesting buildings in the world. Uh, tomorrow between 6 and 9. If anything develops regarding information in advance of tomorrow morning, show, I'll pass it along to you right here at JM in the AM. Well, another day and uh, not much response from uh, any government officials in this country who seem to always remind us how dedicated they are to Israel. The three boys are still missing. Most public officials are still silent if anything, hiding behind relatively hollow statements 
a couple of them that I've seen contain something significant, but most do not. Uh, within a half hour, we're going to hear from uh, New York City controller Scott Stringer. Not only is he holding a public um, not only is he holding a press conference to express his outrage publicly, but from what I was told, he wanted to do this earlier in the week and was encouraged not to. So he is somebody that uh, understood how important it was to get out there immediately and um, make the outrage known. He'll join us coming up. He'll be 12 noon in Lower Manhattan uh, with that gathering in New York City. And hopefully other public officials will join him, I hope. Also, we heard last night that the public advocate of the city of New York, Letitia James, and the borough president of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, both attended prayer services in Brooklyn, New York, last evening on behalf of the um, of the three teenagers. And um, all I could say is thank you. Thank you. It is, uh, it's amazing how certain public officials are taking a role that some of our well-known pro-Israel public officials are not. It really is unbelievable. And finally, this morning, oh, and I hope I could find it. I hope I could find it in the next second here. This morning, I'm reading an article which was, um, which was on the uh, Jerusalem Post website. I don't know why I can't find it right now. But the the article was actually uh, discussing how Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the PA, was demanding the release of of the three Israeli teenagers. Now, if that is true, and I again, I believe I saw it on the Jerusalem Post. If that is true, then officially, the president of the Palestinian Authority has made a stronger statement in regard to the kidnapping of the three boys than most supposedly pro-Israel public officials in this country. It was strong. It wasn't just demanding. It was it was a strong statement. And I wish I could find it this moment, but I have a feeling I will find it at some point, and I'll read to you exactly what he said. By the way, at the World Cup, Brazilian Jews held a demonstration in Rio de Janeiro calling for the release of the kidnapped Israelis, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali. And... Um, very symbolic, of course, World Cup, everyone getting together for this big soccer championship. So that was, uh, that was happening down in, um, in Rio de Janeiro. Later in this program, I told you that Scott Stringer is going to join us. 
and uh, after that, uh, in the um, just after seven thirty, Rabbi Manus Friedman, the well-known author and lecturer, is going to uh, join us here at JM in the AM. And uh, Michal Przanski in hour number three will talk about his brand new CD. PA Chairman Mahmoud Abbas played the victim on Wednesday, accusing the terrorists who kidnapped three Israeli teens of trying to destroy us, meaning the PA. Those who kidnapped the three teenagers want to destroy us. We will hold them accountable. <laughs> so it might be, it may be a different approach. <laughs> as to why he's holding them accountable and why he's angry and upset and condemning the kidnapping. But again, at least, he is out there condemning the kidnapping and saying that those who've done it will be held accountable. The PA has threatened to end its unity deal with Hamas over the kidnapping, according to unconfirmed reports. Abbas defended the cooperation between PA security forces and the IDF, saying the kidnapped are human beings like uh, like us. So again, depends on your perspective, but... Even the head of the PA, in one way, shape, or form, is out there calling for the uh, for, for, calling for the um, perpetrators of this crime to be held accountable. JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning at 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. I say good morning to all. I say that tomorrow morning we are scheduled to be at the United Nations. I say that um, yesterday I again was in touch uh, with the office of uh, Senator Schumer, who I continue to uh, convey to his staff how desperately this community would love to hear from him on this issue. He is uh, one of the people who um, constantly reminds us how he is there for Israel, and frankly, we were shocked that people like him in the United States government, members of the Senate and the House who have been fighters for Israel over the years, have not been uh, expressing their outrage publicly. Um, and I, I conveyed how, you know, how very vital it is for him to appear here and just uh, speak to our community about what is being done at this time and what the attitude is in Washington, D.C. But unfortunately, it seems that his schedule is not going to allow for him to join us for a few minutes. And uh, based on the communication that I got from his staff yesterday, he continues to be in touch with the White House and State Department and uh, key organizations and players in this uh, international episode, uh, doing his best to uh, do what he can. So that is the uh, that is the situation with the senior senator of uh, New York State. More coming up. Thanks for keeping it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
Graham, Effie Green, Samachti. Yaakov Shweki before that, Smechim. You heard Leviathan and Sof Tavar. Sim Shalom was done by Diaspora. JM in the AM Wednesday on this 18th of June, 20th of Sivan. Scott Stringer, the New York City controller, is going to join us. He'll be out there today making public statements and expressing outrage publicly about the uh, kidnapping of Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali. And uh, we'll speak to him in just a few minutes from now here at JM the AM. Rabbi Manus Friedman scheduled in the 7 o'clock hour, the famous and well-known author and lecturer. He'll be joining us. Michal Przansky with the brand new CD in the third hour this morning here at JM in the AM. So a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of wonderful programming for you. Don't forget all day long on the stream at jmtheam.org. We afford you the opportunity to hear some fantastic programming. Nine at nine is coming up at nine o'clock this morning. That's right. The nine at nine is coming up at nine o'clock this morning. You'll have a chance to hear what has, uh, what's gotten into the top spot. Uh, so that'll be happening uh, right after JM in the AM. 80 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 89. Isolated thunderstorms for tonight with a low of 71. Tomorrow, some showers in the morning with a high of 80. Yerushalayim is at 84. We're at 80 degrees here on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, we're scheduled to be live from the UN. We are part of what I believe is a uh, a, a, a whole radio day activity at the United Nations. And we are scheduled to actually conduct JM in the AM from the UN building in New York City. Should be a very interesting experience. More than that, I don't know at this time, as mysterious as that sounds. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow morning between 6 and 9, United Nations, that's where we are scheduled to be right here at JM in the AM. Reminder that this coming Friday, Malcolm Holmline will be in our studio. We'll open up the phones and you'll have an opportunity to ask him whatever you wish. That takes place about 7.40 in the morning, again this Friday, right here at JM in the AM. And Mahmoud Abbas has demanded the release of the three kidnapped teenagers. He may be uh, demanding it for different reasons than some of us may be be demanding it, but he is demanding it. And uh, that now puts him in a higher position than some American public officials regarding how strong a statement they're making against the kidnappers. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Our listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County is at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Galitzal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. And as I said, Scott Stringer will join us right after that. So we get set to uh, thank him. Thank him for being there today with, I hope, other public officials in New York City, I hope. Yesterday, I was told that both the governor of New York and the mayor of New York will not be appearing at the gathering, but maybe others will. Who knows? There are some people out there that are, in fact, outraged by what has happened. They themselves might have teenagers at home and just from that standpoint are ready to speak out. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM and AM. Galit Sal, Ashash Time, Kanran Yavnei, Imashikorech Shav. 
ההבטחה הוצמדה לחברת הכנסת חנין זועבי. במקביל במשטרה בודקים תלונות שהוגשו נגדה ביממה האחרונה. כתבנו עידו בן באג'י. בעקבות התבטאויותיה של חברת הכנסת זועבי, לפיה חוטפי הנערים אינם טרוריסטים, נמסר מהמשטרה כי התקבלו מספר תלונות במחוזות השונים, וכי ראש אגף חקירות ומודיעין בוחן את התלונות על ידי הגורמים המוסמכים לכך. במקביל הודיע קצין הכנסת כי יצמיד הבטחה לחברת הכנסת זועבי, בעקבות שיחות טלפון מאיימות שהתקבלו ביממה האחרונה. הבוקר אמרה זועבי בגלי צה"ל כי היא מעריכה שהושתלו תוכנות האזנה בטלפון הנייד שלה, ולכן היא לא משתמשת בו יותר. יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן מפציר בחוטפי הנערים להשיב אותם למשפחות. מי שביצע את הפעולה הזו רוצה להרוס אותנו ולכן נדבר איתו בשפה אחרת, אמר עבאס והוסיף שאנשיו פועלים בתיאום עם ישראל כדי להגיע לנערים, לפני הכל הם בני אדם. במערכת הביטחון מתכוונים להשיב את משחררי עסקת שליט שנעצרו הלילה לתקופות ממושכות בכלא הישראלי. כתבנו טל אברהם. מדובר ב-53 עצורים ששוחררו בעסקת שליט, מתוכם 35 משתייכים לחמאס. גורמי ביטחון אומרים כי על פי המידע שבידם הפרו את תנאי השחרור, ועדה משפטית תדון בנושא, ואם כך יהיה, הם יחזרו לרצות את עונשם. בקריה בתל אביב הסתיימה פגישתם של הורי החטופים עם שר הביטחון משה בוגי יעלון. השר אמר לבני המשפחות, המבצע מתפתח כל הזמן, ביום ובלילה, וכל עוד אין לנו הוכחה אחרת, הנחת העבודה שלנו היא שהבנים חיים. עד עתה לא הייתה לקיחת אחריות ולא הופנתה אלינו כל דרישה. כתבנו שמואל מוניץ מוסר, ששר האוצר לפיד אמר היום, נגיע אל החוטפים. אל תיתנו לאף אחד לחשוב שאפשר לפגוע בילדים שלנו ולצאת מזה בחיים, אמר לפיד והוסיף, נתפוס את המחבלים ואת המנהיגים שלהם, לא משנה איפה מתחבאים, נעשה הכל כדי להשיב את הבנים הביתה. נאומות בתיכון הסביבתי במדרשת שדה בוקר בעקבות סכסוך עבודה בין חלק מהעובדים להנהלה. כתובתנו יערה ברק. במדרשה הזמינו משטרה כדי לפזר מחאה של עובדי המנהלה שהפריעו לתלמידים לכתוב את בחינת המתכונת בהיסטוריה. עובדי המנהלה שובתים מזה שבוע בשל סכסוך עבודה עם הנהלת הפנימייה שבתיכון. בשנים האחרונות לא הצליחו העובדים להגיע להסכם עבודה חדש עם ההנהלה והתלמידים נפגעו לא פעם משביתות ועיצומים. התחזית מחר נאה עם עלייה בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, במרכז הרפואי רמב״ם בחיפה נחנך היום בית חולים חדש לילדים עם 150 מיטות אשפוז והשקעה של 200 מיליוני שקלים. כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל שוחח עם פרופסור רפי ביאר, מנהל רמב״ם. זה בית חולים לילדים העיקרי והיחידי בצפון, הארץ, שמטפל בכל... המחלות, הילדים, האפשרויות, והוא נבנה בתפיסה מודרנית, חדשנית, יש בו מוזיאון מדע, יש בו אולם סרטים, וכולם מיועדים לתת לילד הרגשה נעימה בזמן הקשה שהוא נמצא בבית חולים. רק בריאות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. JM and the AM, that's our news from Israel. Five minutes after seven o'clock, here's our chance. We get an opportunity to thank... One of the only public officials who not only is going to be out there on the street today expressing his outrage publicly about the uh, kidnapped boys, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali in Israel. Uh, but I know, and I don't want to embarrass anybody, especially those in our community, I know that he wanted to actually get out there
much earlier in the week, but was encouraged to uh, to be patient. Who am I referring to? I'm referring to a New York City controller, Scott Stringer, who is uh, going to be with the Jewish Community Relations Council and with the ambassador, Ido Aroni, Council General of Israel in New York, and other leaders, hopefully, hopefully other elected officials as well, later today at 1 Center Street at noon this afternoon to express outrage and to speak publicly about the kidnapping of Gilad Eyal and Naftali in Israel. Uh, Scott Stringer, New York City controller, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's great to be back. I can't thank you enough, and I wish, and I'm glad I have this opportunity to thank a public official for wanting to stand up, for wanting to stand up and talk, wanting to stand up and express outrage, to yell and scream about this unbelievable, horrific episode that's going on in Israel as we speak. And I know you wanted to do this earlier, we don't have to go into detail, but I can only imagine you as a father, the way you felt when you heard this story. Well, I, you know, I don't think I'm any different than any uh, parent in New York City or in Israel. Uh, the kidnapping is just the, the most horrific action one can take against a, three children. Um, so I'm getting out there today as a parent, but also as an elected official representing New York City home to uh, a tremendously large uh, Jewish population, Jewish community. And we're going to we'll be with the Consul General, and we're going to demand that our boys come home now and that we have no tolerance for any kidnapping by any terrorist organization. Scott, there's... Be silent. Scott, there's no need to um, to name names, although that has been a <laughs> it's been a bit of a tradition here over the last couple of days. But are, are you aware of other elected officials? Do you think you'll be joined today by anybody else who holds uh, positions in government? Well, let me let me just let me just say that this I we have we now have support from 25 elected officials who will be on our statement today, including Senator Gillibrand members of Congress, uh, the Assembly and Senate in Albany is in session, and in Washington, the congressional delegation is is meeting. So we're really with the city council. I know members will be coming, uh, other important organizations, Jewish organizations from around the city will be joining us. And I believe that today will signify the first in a series of actions uh, sponsored by different organizations, uh, different shuls that will speak loud and clear that we will not be silent as long as these boys are held against their will. Well, I hope that uh, some of the um, elected officials that you just uh, either noted by name or alluded to, I hope they also use the opportunity at some point very soon to hit the streets and not just release statements, but to actually get out there and express this outrage publicly and, and, and make somewhat of a public spectacle so that people understand just how angry people are i'm sure you i mean you know the you know the new york community and you certainly know the jewish community i'm sure you've heard from many many people just how outraged they are about what's been happening we cannot be silent uh over the course of of this action this is a threat to the security of israel it's the taking of of three boys who were doing nothing more than than doing their studies and minding their own business and we must make a, a federal case, literally a national case, to bring these, these young people home. This is, this is an act of, of cowards who can just take uh, three kids 
and and hold them against their will. So we're going to be out there making sure that we hold all governments accountable. Do you? And we cannot allow terrorist organizations to get away with this and be silent. So I can... we in New York City have a special obligation, Menachem, stand up and speak very loudly, and we're going to do that today. Uh, right at the municipal building. So today at 1 Center Street at noon, you will not only direct your comments to the Middle East, you'll direct them to Washington, D.C. as well. We're gonna direct, I'm going to direct my comments to everybody. That there must be a, a concerted effort uh, to find those children, to bring them home, to unite them with their parents. And this is a consistent call of action when any terrorist of any faith has these issues. We all have to stand up, whether we're Jewish or where we come from a different religion, we all have an obligation to rally round. And by the way, that is what New York is all about. Because of our diversity, we, we, we bring we, we bring ourselves to steps and we speak loud and clear. That's the New York way. I alluded to this earlier. You don't have to comment on it. I know you wanted to hit the streets much earlier in the week with this, and finally you get your opportunity today. But when I heard about this yesterday, and I heard that finally there's going to be a group that stands with the JCRC and with the Council General and will be there at the steps of One Center Street, I had a feeling your name would be uh, in the headline, that in fact it would be you who were leading this. And Scott Stringer, we've gotten to know you uh, for a long time. You've been here in this building visiting us over the years, and uh, we knew we can count on you. And I'm glad I had this opportunity this morning to simply say thank you, good luck today, and uh, and thank you for being there uh, expressing this outrage in a public forum. Well, thank you, Matthew. You're very, very kind, and let's just pray that we get these kids back with their parents. Amen to that. Scott Stringer, he'll be leading the group with the JCRC and the ambassador and hopefully other elected officials as well. You, meant, uh, you heard Scott mention that... Uh, uh, officially, there's approximately 25 people who have uh, expressed support for the gathering. Let's see how many of them are actually there today. And um, hopefully other organizations and community groups will join him as well. It's noon today at 1 Center Street in New York. And as we say, call a vote to Scott Stringer. His name is at the top. He is the New York City controller, and he has uh, taken an active role to do what we've been demanding of public officials, and that is to get out there and to express uh, outrage and make these demands um, in a public forum. JM and the AM, more coming up at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Remember, you can comment on anything happening during this show. If you go to the brand-new NSN app, NSN app on your Android or iPhone, uh, you can comment. You'll see it says add comment and uh, just let us know what you have to say on any of this here at JM in the AM.
celebration, everlasting jubilation, holding on for celebration. Be soon. It's called Soon, done by Yeedle here at JM in the AM. Before that, Lipa's Splash from the CD entitled From the Depth of My Heart. Moshe Hecht opened up that set from the Heart is Alive CD with The Soul here at JM in the AM. By the way, i got to thank listener Paul. He pointed out to me that Congressman Rangel will be there today. The uh, conversation we had with the New York City Controller Scott Stringer just a few minutes ago about today's gathering at 12 noon. Uh, and that's why uh, Congressman Rangel, who uh, is not always on the same page um, uh, politically with everything that our community wants, but when it comes time to uh, getting out there and being at a place um, where someone of his influence uh, makes a difference, he's always there. And today he'll be there in support of the the efforts to secure the release of uh, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, other public officials will be there as well. And hopefully, this will encourage other public officials, including those who serve in the House of Representatives in New York's and and um, United States Senate, to put uh, to play a much more active role publicly. Many of them are claiming, and it certainly could be true, that they are playing an active role uh, behind the scenes. But we need people to uh, express their outrage publicly and to uh, let the world know that we're not going to. Uh, allow this to happen uh, without uh, tremendous outrage and without a lot of pressure on places like the PA and the Washington, D.C., and those who can influence the situation in the Middle East. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on tefillah. A person is walking in the street. He hears a little child crying. The child is looking for his mother, who has left the house. 
It's simple for us to determine whether the mother left a long time ago or she just left. If the child is screaming, Mommy, Mommy, then the mother probably just left. However, if the child cries weakly, it's probable that the mother has been away for quite a while and the child doesn't really expect his mother to hear his voice. Similarly, says the Dubna Magid, we unfortunately don't daven with all of our koyach, but rather mitzus anoshim lemodo, mitzus by rote. If a novi would come and reveal to us how now is an ace rotson, the charm time, whatever we ask for is going to be accepted before Hashem, we would scream. However, we have distanced ourselves from that, and therefore our avodas Hashem could be improved. We learn in Masech Tainus that it was during a Tkufa, a period of Atsiris Geshamim when the rains were withheld. Rebbe Eliezer had decreed 13 public fasts, but the rain still didn't fall. The people had become too used to fasting and the Seder, the order of the Tfilas. They started to leave. Rebbe Eliezer called out, Have you prepared graves for yourself? Rashi says, that since the tefillahs haven't been answered, they had to prepare because there's going to be death as a result of the starvation. Rebeliezer's words made a profound impression on them. They had charata, they regretted their deeds, they did tshuva, and then their tefillahs, their prayers were accepted. The entire nation burst out in tears and rain fell. What happened here? Thirteen public fasts the nation still didn't understand what they were supposed to do. It was only after Abeliezer got upset with them that they understood the severity of the situation and they cried out to the Rebbe Shalom. Rav Chaim Valozhner writes in the Nefesh Chaim that every word of tefillah rises to Shemayim to carry out the specific task that it was assigned. The person who davens becomes a partner of Hashem in the building and in the establishment of a multitude of worlds. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Good morning. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. I want to take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov out to Passaic, New Jersey, where Seema Friedman is celebrating her Bat Mitzvah birthday today. Happy birthday and Mazel Tov, Seema, from all of us here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning with 80 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 89. 84 in Yerushalayim. We're at 80 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Michal Przansky coming up in hour number three. Tomorrow we are at the United Nations. This radio show emanates from one of the most uh, interesting buildings in the world. Center of Manhattan, uh, United Nations, tomorrow between 6 and 9 AM. Make sure to be tuned in right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Manus Friedman is in our studio. He is one of the uh, world's most prolific lecturers and authors. It, se- it seems like, based on the trying to schedule him here, that it's a rare trip for him to the New York area. We'll find out in a moment. Rabbi Manus Friedman hails now from uh, the state of Minnesota, and he is, um, again, as I say, one of the world's most prolific lecturers. Rabbi Manus Friedman, an honor to welcome you here to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Is it, in fact, a rare visit to New York? No, not really. No? 
There's yeah, a almost, shuttle. Almost once a month. All right. Well, some might say that's rare. How'd you end up in Minnesota? This was a result of? <laughs> I ask myself that every day. <laughs> no, uh, we got married, and we wanted to go someplace and be a shliach and do some work, and Minnesota came up. Was, Nobody told me it gets so cold out there. I, I can only imagine. I would not be able to survive there, so I admire you just for that. 43 winters. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> just that, and I assume it's minus 43 often in those winters. Am I right? Uh, it had gotten better, actually. A little global really? warming. Interesting. And now last year it well, went back to the old. This past winter, I'm, yeah. you couldn't be in Miami. That's how cold it was in this country. Uh, so, um, And when you first walked into Minnesota, was there any Jewish presence of significance? Because I would assume today with Chabad and with other types of yeshivos and institutions, that it's much larger than it was back then. Uh, I can tell you when we walked into Minnesota, there was one sukkah in both cities. And it was under the bal- under the uh, balcony of the synagogue. <laughs> That's where the sukkah was. <laughs> Nobody thought thought things through, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and today, how many sukkahs would there be? Oh, uh, today we uh, we sell sukkahs. Wow, it's an actual business. That's how active people well, are. I wouldn't call it a business. <laughs> so uh, I, I saw that you had. How does this work? Are you presenting courses online on a variety of topics? I mean, are these. Is this what essentially, is this essentially how you're now reaching the public through these it's online one, courses? Yeah. One of the ways, and it's very good. And um, and what happens? People subscribe. They uh, they log on and get free lectures. How does this whole system work? Uh, there's there's some, there are many free lectures. Most are free, I think. Right. But then there's a there's a website where you can go and log on and get everything. And what are the most popular topics? What are the things that intrigue people the most? You know, the United States, it seems to me, you know, being being somewhat of a veteran at this point, um, uh, getting up there in age, it seems like the, the United States has uh, a, a cyclical type of atmosphere when it comes to social causes and things like that and spirituality. And it seems like we have different eras, you know, an era of God where it's really, you know, a hot topic in this country and then other periods of time where people are basically ignoring it. Uh, and, and there are other things where it comes to relationships, etc. Uh, you know, it has its ups and downs. Are, are we now in a God era in this country? Or are we in one where people would love to avoid discussing the topic of God? In the Jewish community, it's an uncomfortable topic. But it needs to be the topic of the day. It has to be. Why is it uncomfortable? I think people have a hard time with emuna. It's uh, irrational. How do you handle irrational things? What are the rules? Um, if we don't really understand, we feel a little awkward talking about it. So it's been a neglected topic, and it's it's terrible because if if Yiddishkeit is is going to uh, inspire the world, it can't do it without God. So what is it? A godless we religion. So we don't like the unknown. We don't like not having definitive uh, answers as to who is where and, and what is happening behind the scenes and things like that? I think it goes back a couple of hundred years. When the Enlightenment infiltrated into Europe, one of the things that they mocked was blind faith. Right. If you can't be rational, then then, then don't talk about it. And the Jewish leadership uh, was intimidated by that, and they backed off. You know, don't give them opportunity to mock you, so soft-pedal that subject, and let's stick to the rational. 
But we're paying a terrible price for that now. And it's interesting because I would think that the more that a country collectively is in the lap of luxury and, uh, you know, and is involved in higher education, etc., the less likely they would be to be comfortable with the whole God topic. One of the reasons why, again, in this country. But nonetheless, it does seem to me that with all the luxury and comforts we have here, and with all the high intellect and academic standards that we have in this country, it does seem to me on the positive side that there is a core belief or a core faith among most Americans when it comes to God. Am I wrong? Oh, no, there is. There is a core belief, but it's not a topic of conversation. It's not a comfortable... But if people believe and believe that you know a higher being is controlling things, supervising things, or use whatever word you wish, why, why do we need people to make it a topic, discuss it more, and, and make it more part of their lives? Because belief in God is not enough. You have to have a relationship with God, particularly Jews. We are here to serve. Avedas Hashem. To just believe so that in a moment of crisis you know who to blame. <laughs> right. That's not good enough. You have to have a relationship. And a relationship is a daily thing. It's an ongoing thing. It's personal and so on. How does one establish a relationship with God? Ah, yeah, now, now. $64,000 question. So let's, let's start with a, with a very simple statement. Pirke Ovos says, don't serve God for the sake of a reward, right. serve without sake of a reward. Mm-hmm. So the obvious question is, if it's not for the sake of the reward, then why serve? What's the benefit to a human being to serve God if they're not being rewarded for it? What's the motivation? Right. The only way that makes any sense, I mean, if you say, look, God doesn't need your mitzvah, and you don't really need it, because if you're doing it because you need it, then it's a reward. Right. So you shouldn't need it, and he doesn't need it, let's do it anyway. <laughs> what are we doing? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. The only way that it makes any sense is if God needs the mitzvah, and that should be enough of a reward for you. Okay. And that's why the Mishnah puts it in the, in the example of a servant and a master. Right. Why does the servant do what he does? Because the master needs it. Mm-hmm. If the master doesn't need it, and he's not getting paid, what are we doing? But we've been taught all our lives that God, in fact, does not need exactly. our prayer, our deeds, exactly. etc. But that doesn't make sense, and it's not. So are you then contending that God might need our prayer, our deeds, our our a- actions? Absolutely and infinitely. You are you are you are here today to tell everybody. Yes. Completely against many of the things we were taught growing up in yeshiva, etc., so, etc. Et so let's get let's get something ironed out over here. The Torah is full of descriptions of Hashem's arm, Hashem's head, right. Hashem's speech, mm-hmm. Hashem's anger, mm-hmm. His pleasure, His right. many human-like traits. Human-like traits, right. and we are told very often and very intensely and, and strongly not to take it literally. Correct. Chas v'shalom. God forbid. Right. Right. So, all of those descriptions are there for what purpose? To mislead us? No, it's there to help us understand. But if he doesn't have an arm, and the Torah says his arm, how do, what? <laughs> then what's going on? You're helping me understand what? Yeah. You're, just, you're just confusing me. Right. So, to get right to the point. Right. My granddaughter is crying because mm-hmm. her doll broke. Right. The arm came off. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So I said to her, oh, that must have hurt so bad. So she starts to laugh. She says, it didn't hurt. I said, how could it not hurt? The arm came off. She says, it's not a real arm. I said, how do you know? She says, it's plastic. I said, oh, right. What was I thinking? A real arm can't be made out of plastic. A real arm has to be made out of a bone. <laughs> really? And that's a real arm? Does a bone with some flesh on it, with some muscle on it, does that split a sea? God raised his arm and the sea split. Now that's an arm. We are created in his image, so we also have something like an arm, but it's made out of bone. It can't be a real arm. Right. So when the Torah calls your arm the same name as God's arm, that's a metaphor. Right. But we are the metaphor, not God. Right. So does God really have an arm? Yes. Looks nothing like ours. Literally an arm? Yes. A real one, yes. You mean like mine? No. <laughs> no. A real one. So we are the copy, and we shouldn't be creating God in our image. So when we're told not to take it literally, it really means don't take it physically, because a physical arm is not the real thing. Right. But take it literally, God has an arm, right. the real one. So now if, in fact, God does have an arm, how does that help us in our faith, belief, our approach and relationship with God? Well, it's like God has a right arm and a left arm. Right. The right arm is chesed and the le left arm is gevura. Right. And we are created in his image, so right. we also have a right arm and a left arm. Right. But we still haven't answered the question, why do, do good deeds or serve God? Yeah, but now we understand why using the term helps us understand. Right. Because our arm is at, at least a tiny bit right. like right. the real thing. It's a cheap facsimile of yes. the real arm. A Xerox copy there of those who remember Xerox. Right. <laughs> and the same is true with everything else. God really speaks? You mean like me? No. He really speaks, right. I babble. Right. <laughs> he says, and there was. Right. I say, and nobody listens. Right. <laughs> so it's not, not the same thing. Okay, so, good. So, that so does God have needs? Oh, no, no, no. That's too human. No. What we've done, actually, is a terrible disservice. We try so hard not to attribute human qualities to God right. that we've turned out having a less than human God. That's not acceptable. He's less than human? We, If anything, he should be greater than you. Of course. So we have sensitivity. It bothers us, it hurts us when we see a child suffer, or any person suffering. Mm -hmm. And we're just a little piece of God. Right. And the little piece of God has enough sensitivity to, to actually hurt from somebody else's pain. God doesn't? What, is he less than human? No, it must be devastating for him, in human terms. Yes. Infinitely painful. Right. Okay. So when we say God has a need, everybody freaks out because that's too human. But it depends on what kind of need we're talking about. There are needs that we have that we're embarrassed by, and we'd rather not have them. Right. Yeah, those needs he doesn't have. But the ones that make us human, like the need to eat and sleep, that's embarrassing. Right. Because no matter how important... What a shame that we need that in order to survive. Yes. Right. Particularly since human beings 
are usually involved in very meaningful and important activities, like heart surgery, right. and the surgeon has to stop because right. he's got to go eat now. Right. Or he's tired. He really, so to say he needs right. to eat is really a misnomer. He doesn't need to eat. He needs to be able to go on without eating, but can't. That's a handicap, not a need. A real human need is the need to have a purpose in your existence. Rabbi Manus Friedman is here, JM in the AM. So now if we've established that, in fact, God is, quote-unquote, a greater human being than us, and in the context of what you said, I hope people understand what I mean. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, we're contending that he has feelings and feels the pain of the... I mean, we see what's going on in Israel right now. It's very impressive how the collective Jewish world is suffering to, you know, obviously not to the degree that their families are, but you get my point. One can only imagine, you know, how God is looking down with with, with mercy and sympathy for these boys. Uh, if all that is true, which we know it is, and you've established that God has needs, so now, do our prayers and good deeds and service of God fulfill those needs? Of course. They do. Infinitely. Do we have to keep that in mind as and we serve God that yes, we are? Yes. And that will help us achieve what if we keep that in mind? And and that's what's called doing a mitzvah lishma. Correct. You're doing it because that's why we're needs. That's why we're told don't do it before the reward that you might get for exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And if we do keep that in mind, how does it help us? We understand now how it helps God. How does it help our service and relationship okay, to God? So in the olden days, in the good old days... People were much higher in their spiritual talents and their godly... So we are told. Yes. So we are told. So they had legitimate reasons to act godly, to do mitzvahs, because they were godly people. They they knew what holiness meant. They knew what it means to be spiritual and so on. Mm -hmm. So we considered it a very high level to serve God Lishma, to do it for its own sake, to serve him. Right. Today, we don't have those talents. The only talent we have is to be loyal to him. So now, everyone must do a mitzvah because because God said so, because it helps him. Right. For ourselves, we have so little motivation. Right. Little motivation, but how does it help our relationship with God when we do it? When you serve him yeah. and you're doing something he really needs. Right. And you understand it that way. Yeah. Then you become real in his world. Otherwise, we're so insignificant. What are we here for? But when we realize we're here to serve him, and every mitzvah we do has eternal, infinite value, Mm -hmm. which is, by the way, why doing a mitzvah one time is better than all of Elam Haba, all of Gan Eden, because we're doing something for him that is infinitely meaningful. Which we assume we cannot do once we're not here anymore. Obviously. Without a body. Right. Yeah. It, would be, it would be impossible. Um, does all this help people's faith? Again, I, I keep going back to the same question. Let's assume that people are willing to accept the relationship with God that you just described. Does it help? one's relationship with God? Does one feel stronger in relation to God, more thankful to him, more subservient to him, if they have this attitude? Or just simply more related? More loving with him. Does it help a relationship if you engage in the relationship? (laughs) Well, yes, obviously. So God becomes real in your everyday life. David HaMelech says, 
demosi lechem yemon volaylo. People all day long, they said to him when he was suffering and running and hiding, they said, "Ah, where's your God? And that made him cry. But a deeper understanding is, they said to him, all day long, where is your God? In the morning, you put on tefillin, I see you have a God. At night, you finish with with the Shema. But during the day, where is your God? Is your relationship part-time? Is it an on and off relationship? <laughs> Is it a one way street? All right. So a very quick analogy. Sure. A mother asks a son to make her tea three times a day, every day. He brings her tea three times a day, every day for 50 years. At the end of 50 years, he finds out that his mother never drinks tea. She doesn't like tea. She doesn't need the tea and she never drank the tea. So he says to her, what was that? 50 years. I'm bringing you tea. She said, what, you think I need tea? I just wanted to give you an opportunity to get closer to me. For a, f- for a moment, that sounds really nice. A real Yiddish mama. Wah, what a mother. Doesn't even need the tea, but gives him an opportunity to get closer to her. But if you think about it for a moment longer, she's a terrible mother. Because bringing her tea for 50 years didn't get him any closer to her. He was obedient, but obedience is not close. It's not a relationship. Obedience applies where you can't have a relationship. You obey a king because you can't have a relationship with him. You obey a principal because he's not your friend. <laughs> it's always from a distance. We say that a mitzvah brings you closer to God. Right. But if we take seriously the way we've been brought up, with Yeras Hashem, fearing God, not doing something bad because of what might happen, etc., that hampers this whole area that you're describing. Because of the emphasis on fear? Yeah, the fear and, and only not doing something because of what might happen. That's, that's more of the relationship with the, uh, with the person who doesn't need the tea than with somebody who's loving and wants to get closer. Well, in every love, there's an element of fear. You can't love without fear. In any relationship. Every, yeah. They're two sides, they're two sides of the same coin. Right. So if you're not afraid of hurting somebody, then you don't really love them. Mm-hmm. If you're not afraid of losing a relationship, then you don't have a relationship. Right. Now imagine that this son who brings tea finds out that his mother really loves coffee. Right. She drinks coffee three times a day. But that he doesn't bring it to her. She asked her his brother right. to bring her the coffee. Ah, now you feel the sting. She kept you out of her life by keeping you busy with something she doesn't need. If God doesn't need the mitzvahs, and yet he demands that we do mitzvahs all day long, (laughs) you have to make a hundred brachas a day. Does he really care? No. What is that? That's horrible. Certainly he cares. Of course he cares. It enhances his existence. It fulfills his purpose and gives him the relationship for which he created the world in the first place. What percentage of the God course did we cover this morning? A fraction. Uh, 5%? Which is 5%. But one more, one more. Please. It is a terrible Chil Hashem. And Chil Hashem is the worst thing we can do, right? Right. Like Kiddush Hashem is the Mm -hmm. greatest. Chil Hashem is the worst thing. One desecrates God's name is the worst. Which literally means giving him a bad reputation. Right. If we were to say, just thinking logically and, and, and with justice, if we were to say to the world, I'm going to fast on Yom Kippur 
because I have sinned, and if I don't get forgiveness at the beginning of the year, I'm going to be punished for my sins. Right. Can you imagine what an outsider might think? An outsider observing Jewish history. Go ahead, yeah. God gathered you at Mount Sinai one time. Right. One time. He said, keep my mitzvahs, and then he never spoke to us again for 3,300 years. He sent us Nevi'im and messages and postcards mm-hmm. and writing on the wall, but he never spoke to us again. 3,000 years. 2,000 years of those 3,000 were horrendous, impossible, inhuman. Suffering and, and displacement and exiles and on and on and on and on. Disrupting the tradition, disrupting the yeshivas, disrupting the, the family unit and so on. Now, 2,000 years of the suffering, 3,300 years from Sinai, a Jew might sin. And God is going to be angry at him after what he put us through. Anybody listening to this would say, what, what kind of a God do you have? Right. He's going to punish you right. because after 2,000 years of suffering, you forgot to do a mitzvah? Mm-hmm. That's a chil Hashem. Well, what's the answer? The answer is no Jew today deserves to be punished. And anyone who does a mitzvah today is a hero. And God is, is moved to tears by our devotion. Today, after all of that, every Jew in the world, if you just touch his neshama, wants to be a better Jew. Why? What is this? Why, after the Holocaust... What is it that attracts them? Why, after the Holocaust, a father said to his children, you know, we're Jewish. Right. They don't keep anything. They don't observe anything. Right. Not, but he tells his children, we are Jewish. Why? Let it go. Right. No. You say to a Jew who is not very active, and, and you say, oh, so, so you're not really Jewish. Whoa. You take your life in your hands. They're going to resent that. I'm not Jewish. They get very upset. Why? What is this bond? Now, here's, here's the, the punchline. If God really doesn't care, he's so perfect and he's so infinite and he's so almighty that it really can't affect him, nothing we do affects him, then why is Chil Hashem a problem? Right. His reputation? Right. He why, cares? Why would he care? How could he? How could he even care? Right? Okay. So, the fact that Chil Hashem is a terrible sin and Kiddush Hashem is a bigger even than a mitzvah, that tells us that God has a vested interest. He created the world for a purpose and that purpose is absolutely essential. So, we have to start relating to God for real, not on occasion. He is everything. The reason we wake up and the reason we go to sleep and the reason we do mitzvahs and the reason we try to be Jewish is for him. Rabbi Manus Friedman making us think this morning, to say the least. Best place for people to see online your entire catalog of uh, lectures and to see the God course, which is available right now as well. What should people do? What address do they go to? Go to itsgoodtoknow.org. That's it? Itsgoodtoknow.org. It's. I-T-S. Yes. Itsgoodtoknow.org. Yeah. And you'll educate people on the topic of God and many other topics as well. Yeah, because it is good to know. It is good. (laughs) Can't argue with you on that. I appreciate you being here this morning.
It's a pleasure. Please send our best to everybody in Minnesota. Will do. And I hear you're a big Benny Friedman fan, so there's a Jewish music element to this as well. So He's all right, huh? He's good. He's, he's good. good. Yeah, he does what he's doing. Rabbi Manus Friedman on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. <laughs> in the a.m. 8 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And after uh, much waiting and after uh, a lot of rescheduling, we finally get an opportunity to officially debut the brand new Michal Przanski CD Pruse Control. 
is his fourth volume of his incredible album series. We get to do it with him in studio. McCall Brzezanski is next at JM in the AM.
get an opportunity to uh, not only welcome Michal Brzezinski into our studio and thank him for his uh, patience over the last couple of weeks, but I get an opportunity to thank him for this amazing song. I don't know if there's a song that better describes what the Jewish world has become over the last uh, few days than Am Echad. Uh, as I've been saying all week long, it's incredible to watch as the uh, segment of the Jewish community that's always focused on Israel uh, has come together around the world in a uh, in an atmosphere of tefillah and tehillim and solidarity uh, as we uh, pray for the release of the uh, three kidnapped boys in the Holy Land. Am Echad opens up Michal Przanski, Volume 4, known as Prue's Control, here on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning, Michal Przanski, welcome to JM in the AM. Hey, great got, to be back once again. That's right. No, we got to put that down the way. No, no, hang on, <laughs> hang on. There you go. Thank you. It's been Good. a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I see that. Good morning and welcome. It is great to have you back after all this time. Thank you for your patience. And boy, is there a better way to start a brand new project than with these amazing words of encouragement to the Jewish world? We have really, we're always Amechad, thank God. But the last few days, we've seen how we can behave as an Amechad. So. Yeah, un- unfortunately, sometimes it takes something like that for us to remember. Correct. And uh, we all came together now for this, and that's the idea of Amechad. And uh, E.T. Warner was the one who composed the song. He's a good composer, isn't uh, he? Yeah, he's, he's great. And uh, um, we have, uh, of course, Yochanan Shapiro, another great composer here with us in the studio. You've brought special guests with you this morning, Michal Brzezinski. Good morning, Yochanan Shapiro. Good morning. How many of these did you compose? On the brand new Only one on this album. One on the? Which, what's the name of that one? Uh, the last one, Erich Yom. All right. And who else do we have here this morning? David Skolnick. Good morning, David. Good morning. What David. was his role in this CD? David was the uh, the uh, behind-the-scenes man helping me pick out a lot of the songs. Coordinating manager? Coordinating manager. <laughs> you like how we just gave him a title, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jochen and I, uh, you know... Uh, did all the, the heavy music work, of course. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations to all of you. People are talking about this. What's the reaction been so far to Amechad? It's uh, it's working its way into Simchas and other big occasions, right? Yeah, not only Amechad, but the entire album, getting unbelievable feedback. You um, said this to me on the phone uh, like 10 days ago. You said that the, the material from start to finish on this CD... Uh, it's it just amazing. I mean, you've, you've put out great material in the past, but I don't know. You said collectively from start to finish, from from one through the last track, is just a, an amazing combination. We've had a lot, of, really a lot of Siyata Deshmai in this album. I mean, last year, around Pesach time, I only had two or three songs. Wasn't sure which direction I was going in. Um, and um, was introduced to Shai Barak in Israel. Fantastic uh, arranger. Fantastic arranger. His name's been thrown around a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's very talented. And the songs just started coming together, and I hooked up with Yochanan and David, and things. Did he started. end up arranging every song on this? He did, he did, he did all ten songs. Uh, very fresh music. What do we call him? A high energy arranger? Like what is he? Uh, <laughs> is that his specialty? What would you say, Yochanan? What is his? Um, what's his mo when it comes to arranging? Yeah, I think is the, it the high, high energy, energy is, thing? Is, is, a, is a good word for it. He's he's also very flexible. Yeah, obviously, he lives in Israel, and we're right. here, so it takes a lot of back and forth, uh, how things work, the arrangements, and he's very good at, oh, you want it this way, or oh, you want it that way, okay, I'll, I'll I'll change it, I'll do it. A lot of times, some arrangers, you know, they're not so flexible. I did it, I arranged it, right. have a nice day, and he's very not that way. We, did, we made, uh, like you said, a lot of work went into this album, and every song, we really scrutinized 
every note, everything. So we would go back. We want it this way. We want it that way. And he and he would be flexible. No problem. I'll do it this way. I'll try it this way. I'll put in this instrument. He was very good about it. All right, Michal Przanski and guests in our studios. We celebrate the release of Prue's Volume 4, Prue's Control. Very cute name, by the way. How did things go at Judaica Place this past Friday? Very nice. And very you'll nice. be at Eichler's on Coney Island Avenue this Friday at 1 p.m. That's People right. can come, get the CD if they want it signed, etc. Say hello to you. They'll be able to do that this Friday afternoon. In Album Flavish. premiere mm-hmm. signing party. Simple. As, oh, party? <laughs> no, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. No food. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, but you'll have an opportunity, everybody, to see Michal this Friday on Coney Island Avenue. Um, you've had a lot of big hits over the years. I mean, there's been. A, what was the first year? What was the, the first CD came out when? 2003. That was the first mm-hmm. one. I, I was with Yochi Briskman, and he produced that um, Ashrecha. Remember that one? I certainly do. And here we are 11 years <laughs> later. Time goes by. It's pretty amazing. And uh, you're still on the bandstand and in concerts and having a good time with the music, huh? Baruch Hashem. And enjoy, enjoying it. To say the least. A theme to this album? If, if people were to ask you how is it different from the other three or what you were aiming to do compared to the past work, is there anything that you would say? You see the cover, right? Right. And you get the you see the car with the high cruise speed. control license plates, high speed. Right. And that was the idea of this album, High Speed. We haven't did, usually an album, traditional album, is four slow songs. We did three slow songs, seven fast songs. The music is a bit high speed. But we also have hard singer musicals also, you know, we have a little bit of everything. Very nice. Um, a little bit of, of everything for everybody. <clears throat> Some people like a more kumsitz kind of sound, a more yeshivish sound. There's really something for everybody. It's really, it's very batamt. It's not just uh, in your face. Altogether, you know? it's called Prus Control. Ten selections in the brand new Michal Przanski, volume number four. Where do you want to go? What do you want to offer our, our audience track next? number two. We'll go uh-huh. in order. Simchat Chatanim, written by Yitzhi Walner. How many did he do on this? He did quite a few. Not the whole CD. Right? Not the whole no. CD. Not the whole CD. But a, a few of them he did on his own, and a few of them I had half songs. You know, you have a low part that you like, and I brought him the high, and he made a new yeah. high. So he was pretty involved. So you're still dabbling in composing. I am. The first song, I'm Echad, I composed that high part. Uh-huh. And then you two Walden just made it better. Right, there you go. All right. <laughs> Simchat Chatanim, Prus is in our studio. We're talking about Prus Control with Michal Przanski on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Michal Przanski in the brand new uh, CD entitled Pru's Volume 4, Pru's Control. And uh, that's Simchat Chatanim. In studio, Michal Przanski, Yochanan Shapiro, and David Skolnik as we talk about the brand new release. Uh, you could see uh, Michal Przanski uh, in Flatbush, Brooklyn, on Coney Island Avenue at Eichler's this coming Friday at uh, 1 p.m. Those two songs, which opened up your CD are both original lyrics, which is not <laughs> typical, by the way. You know, usually someone's using, I don't know, Psukim from Tillam or somewhere else for the majority of Jewish music songs. Uh, these were Who wrote these lyrics for Simchat Chatanim? Simchat Chatanim. Yeah, yeah, everybody. <laughs> Must have had five people involved. Everybody and their mother. Um, and was, what's the song about? <laughs> well, like we you should, want to read the English part. It's very, uh, very interesting if you read the translation. Listen up, everybody, my family and friends who've come to dance today with happiness, with singing and dancing. Mazel tov, my friend, my brothers and friends. Listen to me. Raise your hands and put them together. The music goes tra la la. One, two, three. I mean, this is this is what it's, a, 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 a This is a very happy wedding song. And and the dance the horror, sing tra la la, and 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 clap your hands together. Simcha Chatanim, Yala Beregalayim, Hora, Hora. So you're essentially giving the perspective of the Chatan. Yeah. yeah, who's, yeah. Just, who's just, you know, filled with joy. <laughs> and he has all these expressions and all these feelings pouring out of him as everybody's dancing together and enjoying the big simcha. Exactly. And we're working on a music video. This is, you know, ah, a little cool. inside information. Working on our music video to this song. And, um, It'll be cute, fun, mysterious, adventurous, all the above? All of the above. All of the above. We're, we're trying to maybe get a very humorous uh, scene at a chuppah or that type of idea at a wedding. So we're working on it. We don't want to give away too much. We <laughs> can expect to see it sometime this summer or not? 
Yes, Mitzvah. Sometime in the summer. Sometime in the summer, I would say. Don't be shocked if your Shabbos Nachamu weekend has a <laughs> debut of this video. Right? Don't <laughs> be surprised if it's around then. Hopefully, we don't we don't give times in the music business. We don't date it. You're trying to stay as noncommittal as possible. Yeah. And on the opener, then, Amechad, which, you know, we're used to those words, but these are original lyrics that, again, I don't know, what, you went to a lyricist and said, I need words that expound on the topic of one nation, of Amechad. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Amechad was an idea that Yitzhi Waldner had uh, when I brought him this high part. And he said, oh, I like this idea, Amechad. But we didn't have a low part. So, um... I brought that, those words to Malki Ginniger. Right. She's uh, very well known. And she wrote the low part. And then I found that Ari Goldberg had an Amechad album right. coming out. So I changed the album from Amechad to Bruce Control. <laughs> very good. Which I think was by Shert, you know. To everybody's benefit, I guess. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, the Prisbol, the MP3, right. and now we have the Bruce Control. We're running, we're running out of... Uh, yeah, you're running out of, uh, of uh, clever uh, slogans <laughs> based on your name. <laughs> We'll figure it out, I'm sure, for the next one. <laughs> we'll make a contest on the radio. There you go. Michal Przanski is here. We're celebrating the brand new Prus Control, the Volume Four, which we know as uh, as uh, Michal Przanski's uh, fourth album here at JM in the AM. All right, let's do another one for our listeners and uh, and tell us about another uh, brand you, new selection. Did you want to do that, Koyli? We spoke. Uh, yes. Lashem, I said to you that uh, as I listen to this CD, there is a song <clears throat> that would reflect the mood of the collective Jewish world right now, because we know, and obviously we're celebrating this today, but as we've been pointing out for the last few days, uh, you know, everybody's got a space in their heart right now for uh, Eyal, Gilad, and Naftali. And uh, this song, as you mentioned to me off the air, could reflect that mood. Absolutely. Actually, <clears throat> this was composed by Ari Goldwag many years ago. I had it in the back burners, and it was one of those songs that always stayed in my mind, and I finally put it on. And it's it's the and I also throw in some English words. Call to him, Hashem will answer you. All you need to do is raise your voice to him. That's uh, a really a good selection. And we will of course uh, keep in mind Gilad Eyal and Naftali as we play this selection. Michal Brzezinski is here. It's JM in the AM with his brand new CD at 20 minutes after 8 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. This is called Coley at JM in the AM. Oh, 
Are there any videos out yet and coinciding with this CD or not? Not yet. 
Although, uh, like I mentioned before, working on a one right, major would, music video. That'll likely be the first. And uh, working on a minor video. Can't give away too much, but hopefully today's going to be some uh, Hollywood recording going on in the uh, Midwood section of Brooklyn. The reason I ask is because uh, as I'm listening to that, I'm saying, and I'm not putting pressure on you, trust me. <laughs> and I'm sure you have plenty to do, but that would be an unbelievable message video uh, for what's going on today. That is, uh, that's a very powerful song. It is a powerful song, and uh, it's, it's an inspirational song, and I've, I try to pick very inspirational words for this album, and, and who doesn't have an issue, who doesn't have their pekala, they don't, they don't have to dive into Hashem, Kali Hashem No question about it. Um, on the topic of Ayal Naftali and Gilad, everybody, the uh, at 12 noon today, as we said earlier, the New York City controller Scott Stringer is going to be on the streets of Manhattan at uh, 1 Center Street, and he will hopefully be joined by many elected and public officials with the JCRC, Kolekavo to them, and to Ambassador Ido Aroni, Kolekavo to him. Um, they'll hopefully be joined in this uh, display of, uh, of outrage publicly. Uh, regarding the kidnapping in Israel, how we hope and pray that other elected officials, especially those who serve in the United States House of Representatives and the and the uh, United States Senate, follow suit and actually uh, say something, not just uh, release statements and hide behind them, but say something to express the outrage of uh, of every parent in the world, of every member of the Jewish community in the world, and of, e- of every uh, freedom-loving and uh, freedom-enjoying person in the United States and the world. And hopefully uh, some people will, cont- will, uh, will do what Scott Stringer is doing today and express uh, all of that um, with comments directed in the appropriate places in a public forum. Uh, and if we uh, are able to present any elected officials on this topic, they all know they have an open microphone right here, and hopefully they'll take advantage of it. Tomorrow, ironically enough, we are scheduled to be broadcasting from Radio Day at the United Nations. So this radio program tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 will be emanating from one of the most uh, famous buildings in the world. We'll be at the U.N. tomorrow morning with, I'm sure, some very interesting guests. Make sure to be tuned in here at JM and AM. And then on Friday, Malcolm Honeline in studio taking your questions starting at about 7.40 Friday morning right here at JM and the AM. So there's a lot going on, a lot of interesting programming, and uh, we suggest you keep it here all day long on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Michal Przanski is here. His fourth volume entitled Prue's Control is out. It is enjoying early success out there. He'll be at Eichler's on Coney Island Avenue in Flatbush at 1 o'clock this coming Friday. You can meet him, get the CD signed, etc., Visiting us this morning and playing some of the uh, brand new selections here at JM and the AM. We should mention you're all over the place when it comes to uh, social media and stuff. The website where people can get information, book you for their weddings and events, etc., is pruz.com, P-R-U-Z.com, right? That is correct. Okay. And uh, my good friend David Skolnick here, he helped us have a brand new look mm. on pruz.com, brand new look. Uh, we, when we, did you become a web expert, Mr. Skolnick? <laughs> I'm not a web expert. We found some guy actually in L.A. <laughs> who freelances He's got web a design, and we, we got him to do it. He did a very good job. All right. There you go. He did a very good job. I know you're trying to give a shout-out to Mr. Skolnick. It's not working there, Pruz. What can I say? No, about? he's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> shout-out to his family. Shout-out to my family. There you go. Hello, kids. Get on the school bus. The um, Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash Pruz Music, P-R-U-Z Music. And, of course, on Twitter, Pruzansky Music. Spell it out, Pruzansky Music. 
at twitter.com. JM in the AM, and where do we want to head to with uh, the brand new CD? I think the song Pray, first of all, I, people always love a great English song, and uh, I had two slow songs on the other albums that I've had, you know, uh, people might remember You're Watching Me. Yeah, which is what, on the first one? That was on the... Uh, Second. Prisbal album, that second was album. Second CD. And then I had to show me the way, another type of slow song on the MP3 albums. We decided to do something fast, quick paced, and this is a song about when you're down and out, and the high part's very inspirational. Pray and, uh, and you'll get through, and I think you're going to like this next selection. Who's responsible for this one? Who uh, who helped you with this? We spent a lot of time on this song. A lot, a lot of lyrics, a lot of different lyricists. Um, we spent a lot of time with arrangements and the vocal. Everything really, it, it took a lot. This song really took probably more time than any other song. And do. composing credit goes to? Yitzi Walner. Yitzi Walner. Yitzi composing Walner. was Yitzi Walner. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. He's oh, getting yeah. his props this morning. He got his props this morning. But then the hard part was finding the right lyrics to this song. Right, and so that's a whole team. It's a whole, well, I went for the low part. We used the Hanala Felix. She's the one who wrote one of the other songs we just mentioned. And we liked it for the low part. And then we went to, um, Bella Levitan is AB's uh, daughter. Uh, daughter. Right. And good she, lyricist. Yes, yeah. good lyricist. And she did the high part with some help um, from Yossi Baron. So, uh, and we finally got it done. There you go. <laughs> we'll dedicate this song to Yossi's wife. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. Hey, Yossi, good morning to you. Dedicating this song to you. <laughs> All right, it's called Pray. It's brand new, and it's JM in the AM. Seem ignored Cause you never got them There's not a door you haven't tried But every key is locked inside Your faith is shaken to the ground When all the hope you cling to slips away You're treading water When desert winds are blowing sand astray Sun's getting hotter The highest mountains block your view The woods are deep you can't see through You're losing hope you'll ever find your way
J.M. in the A.M. It's called uh, Prey. Oh. I didn't mean to cut that off at the end. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little, a little. Um, uh, that was the hum. That was Yochanan's yeah. hum. Kind of yeah. like meditation. Just Let different. me make it up to you. There you go. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Uh, the team from Michal Przanski's volume number four is in our studios. We celebrate its release. I thank Michal Przanski for his patience because he was rescheduled a couple of times. Most recently because of the uh, situation in Israel over the weekend that continues, and we continue to pray for Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali, and let's hope we have a really, really positive resolution to that situation uh, ASAP. 80 degrees, partly cloudy with a high of 89. One of those hot days here in the New York area as uh, we get set for summer. I guess that I already I already can conjecture that uh, those who participate in things like Zimria and Grand Sing and all the other stuff will be looking toward Prue's control for some selections for these summer months. I'm sure they will, and uh, I can't say that wasn't part of the idea. Get it out a little earlier for the summer. But uh, as a matter of fact, Camp Agoda used Am Echad last year because I taught it to them on a Shabbos. I was there for Shabbos. I taught them the song, and these kids remembered it before it was recorded, and used it as a color war song. So that was before it came out, so I'm sure. So I'm making predictions. It already happened already. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So get ready for the summer of prus. I guess that's what you're recommending, when people have the 90-degree weather and the windows are open in the car and Proof they're heading control. up on Route 17. Yeah, basically they, I've been saying to people. They pop this into their uh, CD player. I'm screaming out the window, are you out of control or on Prus control? <laughs> How does that work? What kind of reaction do you get? Uh, we should mention it's available on iTunes, right? Yes, yes, available. You can still walk in, the tradition of walking into a Judaica store, you can still do that. And I would assume in the Catskills they'll have it as well, right? Absolutely. Who does that? Nigun Music? Nigun Music. They He's get great, it great, by the way. Stroh Wurzberger. Okay, they so he gets a shout-out. He gets a shout-out. He's doing a great job. But in addition, in addition, they go to iTunes. What do they search? P-R-U-Z? iTunes. Uh, yeah. Search for Yeah. yeah. And all, all four albums are available. Oh, it's all there. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to ask you before, because you're watching me came over, what, 2000, uh, 2005 in that area? Somewhere that's, that's about right. And, but, and, and it, but it was a 9-11 song, or it was a general song about tragedy where we know that God is always watching? It was really, it was a song, I, uh, the, I heard the story from Rabbi Yisachar Friend on, on the Pesach program. We had right. the Przyansky Pesach program for years. And it was a song about a person who was saved from the Sabaro pizza Correct, bombing. Correct, that I remember, right. And then later, a few months later, or a few weeks later, he was saved from 9-11 right. in the World Trade Center. Correct. So that was the whole idea of Shkacha Pratis. For that combination. because yeah. no, I was just wondering about the timing, so it took a couple of years to, for, for the story to be exposed uh, through the song, but uh, it certainly made a big impact. It made a very big impact. We try to play that, by the way, every 9-11 anniversary. Oh, yes. It's one of the songs we include. In the show because it's uh I mean it's, it's got a powerful there one. Is, there is a video on that song. Also. There's also a yeah, video, right? Sure, I got a lot of hits on YouTube. Right, I um, remember that. And I got comments from all over the world. Amazing comments right. how that people help that song help people. I keep going back to the video conversation, but what was that video that you did? That what was the most popular video you ever had? What song was well, that? Well, probably this 9/11 was the most popular. Okay, but there's, you know which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Tasha Mitzvah. Right, yeah. Yeah. it was a comedy. Yeah. It was a comedy yeah. video, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how well did it do? It did very well. This is before the age right of Jewish music videos because right. it's already about that was revolutionary six seven years ago. Right, right. that was a lot of fun. That yeah. was. <laughs> oh, you were involved in it? No, I wasn't involved. Oh, you mean watching was fun? Yeah, I agree with you. It's really that was a good video, and we want to make that type of video again for one of these simcha. But today you got to go up like a hundred levels. Like you got to, you know, yeah, it's different today to make yourself distinctive. That's right. Oh, we'll see what happens. This will be exciting. Waiting till August. Maybe we'll get you a cameo. Me? Yeah. You think I'm going to make a video exciting? Come on. 
Why not? You need you, superstar. You need, some, <laughs> you, need, you need some really good actors, let me tell you. There's a lot of talent out there in the Jewish world. There is. So? There is. Include some of those guys. Uh, 20 minutes before the hour, JM and the AM with Michal Przanski and company, and we are now introducing which selection? Aynad Movade, track four. Track uh, four, Aynad Movade, composed by... Yishai Lapidot. Yeah, He's a very talented man. People are familiar with, of course. You, what do you do? You call Yishai. You say mm. you want a song. First, you have to get a hold of Yishai. That's what I was going to say. It must He's be a, a really a tedious process. We were chasing him for months. It's we not exactly the easiest person to get a hold of. He, come, he came to the Plaza Hotel on 13th Avenue. <laughs> I jumped in his car, and he started showing me on his iPhone something. You got a quick chick chock, pick a song. And we heard this song, and it took a couple of weeks. And we said, hey. A mo- month, maybe. This is really To get in really touch good. with him. Composed by Ishal Apidot, it's called Ain Od Milvado, Pruse Control, Wednesday at JM in the AM.
Shai Lapidot composition, Michal Przanski, of course, from Prue's Control. Jam and AM, all recorded at Achenu Studios in Brooklyn, New York, correct? All the vocals yeah. were done by Yoki Shapiro, Yochanan's house in Yochanan's studio. And the big Ashikach to them. Do me a favor. Um, Especially, but not exclusively, but especially for those who may be a little lax in the area of uh, of how to halachically and properly deal with the way music is made available these days. And I hope people understand what I'm saying. Uh, why not spend 30 seconds and tell us the process and how difficult it is to put together a Jewish music album? Uh, you start, Michal. Then, yeah. we'll, then we'll go to the, we'll go to the experts. <laughs> but just okay. talk about your role. Talk about, talk about the hours and the expense and from your side. I think people don't realize the amount of hours it takes, and of course, money. But and energy, energy, and night in and night out, and vocalizing and for and how harmonies. long? How many months would you say you really worked on this CD? It took about a year. About, about, about a year. Months? Yeah. You could honestly say you worked on this CD for 12 months. 12 months, but the last eight to... months were brutal. Like, like every night, every other night, three hours in the studio. My kids, my kids think we adopted him. He's always <laughs> in my house. I don't know. My wife just mixed up for him already. I'm used to having him in the kitchen, I, you I, know, I, doing vocal exercises downstairs. It just, he's, he's always Their whole there. family's going, ah. Yeah, my, kids, my kids now, they, they, they miss him. So now they're doing the vocal they have, exercises. They're waiting for the next album. Yeah. <laughs> they have Prue's withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> but now you know why not only all this, the, the expense, the work, the energy, the hours, but now people may also realize why people take a year or two break between albums because it's a draining experience. It's, it's draining. Like any big project you do, it's... So please, folks, as you consider how you're going to obtain your music, please consider that that there has been an inordinate number of hours and an inordinate uh, uh, amount of money and and uh, uh, amount of energy put into these projects. And Michal's is just emblematic of what everyone else is doing as well. Everyone is putting in insane hours, insane money, insane energy into their own projects, and we should respect that, and we should obtain music in a way that properly thanks and compensates them. Thank you very much, Nachum. Yeah, and thank you. It's, uh I'm glad that you could express a little bit what what goes into it, and I so just, they should understand. It must be the most <laughs> when that CD shows up in the boxes in your house. It must be the most refreshing it feeling is. in the world. It's, it's a extremely rewarding. Like an author who writes a book, yeah. like anybody who finishes a project, it must be just incredible. Yeah. Someone who builds a house, right? 
and right. it's over finally. It must That's be right. just incredible. Uh, I thank you all. I thank um, uh, Michal Przanski. I thank uh, Yelchanan Shapiro. I thank David Skolnick. I thank everybody who was uh, here in our studio this morning. Good luck to you. Thank you for your patience. You're welcome. Friday, people can see you on Coney Island Avenue. It'll be uh, your final city appearance before the summer. Before, before the world's tour. <laughs> before before you and the rest of the world get out of Brooklyn. Right. Uh, they'll be at Eichler's on Coney Island Avenue at 1 o'clock on Friday, so people can come by and say hi. Absolutely. Please and continue come over. the big uh, CD celebration. Yeah, absolutely. And it's available on iTunes. iTunes.com, Niggin.com. Right. Um, Facebook and Twitter, Pruse.com for the website. If they want you for their wedding, bar mitzvah, or concert, best thing is the website, right? Uh, the website. Or the number? Well, the phone number? That's fine. Yeah. 646-286-5423. 646-286-5423 from a whole Of course, we have the Pruse orchestras. Right. Very, mm-hmm. very uh, busy. How they doing? We just brought the uh, Pruse band to Baltimore Sunday night. Nice. And we did a great gig, and... Um, of course, very busy with weddings, uh, bar mitzvahs, concerts, and, and thank God been traveling and, and keeping busy. I wish you continued good luck. The last selection we'll hear today is? This is Orech Yomim, composed by our very own Yochanan Shapiro. All right. And, and arranged by Yochanan Shapiro also. That, that's right. Well, he that's arranged right. the song. And um, we have a little chazanus. Hmm. A little chazanus, but we didn't want to keep it too long because we know everyone's patience level is not as long as it used to be. So we did chazanus in a shortened manner, straight into a very exciting song. It's a little different than the rest of the album. It's a little bit of a more kumsitz kind of sound, a little bit of a different sound. But right. we think a little of everything. I yeah. thank all of you for being here this morning. Michal, continued good luck. Thank you, Nachum. I'm glad we finally were able to do this in Mazel Tov on the brand new release. And thank you for inviting me down. A pleasure. Michal Przanski. Massive advocate for JM and the AM. Tells everybody around the world how incredible this radio program is, and we thank him for that. Today he celebrates, and we celebrate with him as Prue's Control. Prue's volume number four is officially out and has now had its official debut on JM and the AM. Oh, 
Thank uh, Michal Przanski for joining us here for his album debut. Five minutes before nine o'clock tomorrow from the United Nations. That's right, six till nine a.m. at the United Nations. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that because we're going to be at the UN tomorrow, and it's such a uh, it's such a critical time for our people in the state of Israel, and it's uh, such a historic place. It is the place where. The partition plan was voted on in 1947. It's a place that has been extremely critical of Israel at every opportunity. I'm thinking maybe we should uh, say a prayer while we're on the air tomorrow. Maybe we'll do that early in the morning. It is rare that I've ever done that on the air, but I'm thinking that tomorrow in the context of everything that's going on and the place that of where we'll be, maybe it would be an appropriate thing to do. Tomorrow morning from the UN, Friday, Malcolm Honline in studio taking your phone calls. Uh, status report on our potential conversation with Senator Schumer. He is still too busy for us. Uh, he is still, uh, unfortunately, his schedule does not allow for a five-minute conversation with us on the topic of how outraged he and other government officials uh, who normally tell us how much they support and love Israel, how outraged they should be. Uh, at this period of time. Call a kavod to Scott Stringer and those elected officials, including Congressman Rangel, who are going to be there today at 1 Center Street in the solidarity with the people of Israel and expressing outrage that there's not more condemnation of the kidnapping of the three boys. I think that... Uh, our community continues to demand that public officials get out and make public statements, not just release statements on paper, but actually get out and make their voices heard. Let's hear the anger in their voices, and I think our community is demanding that. And Scott Stringer, collect a vote to him. As I said earlier, not only is he doing it today, he was actually he wanted to do it earlier in the week and was discouraged from doing so, but he'll be there today at 1 Center Street. And we thank him. Wrapping things up on a Wednesday, this is JM in the AM.
Achena B'Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener's sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmn.org. And that wraps up a Wednesday morning broadcast. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow, starting bright and early at 6 a.m. Don't forget, Malcolm Honeline is live in studio Friday to take your questions here at JM in the AM. Cannot wait for that. Keep in mind, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali as we continue to pray for their safe return to their homes. And keep the pressure going on the public officials who refuse to make real public statements, statements with teeth about the situation and praise those public officials including New York City Controller Scott Stringer who are taking to the streets today to make their position on this known to everybody. Have a uh, good Wednesday everybody. Till tomorrow it's Nachum Siegel reminding you remember to pass, live the present and trust the future.